Hello, everyone. My name is Jeremy Altman, and you're listening to Mind the Gap, a podcast segment where I interview current medical students to share their experiences with a unique gap year or going through very non-traditional paths into a career in medicine. It's a pleasure to introduce the next guest of the show, Alex Ponis. Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeremy. It's great to be here. All right. Well, I'll have you start by doing a quick introduction. So I'll have you just uh, say where you're from, where you went to undergrad, what your major was, and what year you are in medical school. Sure. Uh, Let me see if I can get through all of that. So uh, I grew up in New Jersey, central New Jersey. Uh, I went to UVM, University of Vermont, for undergrad. I studied mechanical engineering, probably changed my major a million times, and I am currently a third year, just starting my third year. All right. And you also just took step one, so congratulations. Thank you. It's good to be over with. No pun intended. Um, And it's also great to have a fellow New Jersey resident, as I'm from New Jersey. Um, So it's it's great to to meet you in person, and and I'm excited to talk to you. So you're here because you are a non-traditional student who is now in medical school. Um, The main thing that I wanted to talk to you about was sort of what you did prior to starting medical school. Um, If you want, uh, we could kind of go about this a couple ways. I could either just have you summarize like a quick outline of, of what you did, mm-hmm. if that's easier for you, or just kind of starting from college and just kind of exploring what, what your thoughts were as you were going through college. Sure. Yeah. Let me give it a shot and just sort of, you know, give give my little story here. And if you need yeah. any clarifications, feel free to jump yeah. in. Yeah, go for um, it. Like I said, I, I finished, um, I graduated from UVM. Uh, I studied mechanical engineering. And at the time, uh, my plan was to go into academia. I had a really great uh, research experience as an undergrad, and uh, I kind of wanted to kind of continue that sort of work. So uh, I applied to grad school, uh, got a couple of good offers, I thought, um, but my girlfriend at the time also was applying to grad school. Um, we ended up getting into different places. So kind of decided to compromise and defer grad school for a couple of years while uh, she was uh, uh, while she would go to grad school. Um, then I, you know, it would be my turn. So uh, moved from Vermont to California, uh, Bay Area specifically, and you know my thought process is okay. I'm moving to the most expensive place in the country to live. I need a job, you know. So uh, I was like, I figure I'm only going to do this for two years. I'll just take something to pay the bills. Um, uh, I got a job at a company called uh, Solar City, um, designing residential solar and battery systems. Um, being a, like an energy systems designer over there. Um, and uh, I worked there for, I did that for around one year, um, then kind of moved into uh, the software department as a quality assurance engineer. We did a lot, we had a lot of proprietary software to do uh, computational engineering and automate uh, drafting and design decisions, um, build out of, uh, of different part lists and stuff like that. So did that around uh, for another year. Then after those two years, um, uh, my, uh, my girlfriend um, graduated and the whole time, right, it was like, okay, like you're gonna finish school then I'm going to go to school. That was the plan. Um, but after you know working in, in the field for two years and kind of getting a sense for uh, what the day-to-day of engineering is like, um, I kind of realized that like maybe this isn't for me. I felt like there was something missing. And that's not to disparage engineering. It's a super diverse field. There's a lot of different ways that you can go with it. Um, but I, I felt it was missing something. Like I wasn't really satisfied um, with the work that I was doing. So... Um, 
I kind of uh, went through this whole like soul searching process of like, okay, well, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Because um, uh, you know, I, I like having you know an idea of what my next step is, and I kind of the, the felt like the rug got, got pulled out out from underneath me, and that's sort of sometimes like how life is. You have you think you're going to do one thing, and then you know, uh, life uh, uh, d- right. doesn't always turn out that way, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I reflected that when I was an undergrad at UVM, you know, just. Uh, Randomly, I took a couple elective courses. Uh, I had ended up taking a wilderness first responder course uh, that led into a, an EMT course. I took a search and rescue course while I was at it. And I kind of, you know, re- reflecting on that, sort of thought, like, that's actually the most fun I had in mm-hmm. college. Um, so uh, let, let me, like, pull on that thread a little more. And I started volunteering as an EMT, and that was pretty much immediately validating um, as soon as I. Uh, started working with patients uh, and and working with those kind of problems. Like, okay, like I think healthcare is um, is, is where I'm supposed to be. Right. Well, first of all, thank you for for kind of going through all of that. That was a very uh, rich description of, of what you did. And there's kind of a lot that I wanted to to pick sure, at. Yeah. Um, so, I. For me, like I feel like there's a lot of people that when you talk to them about your medical career, they have a lot of questions mm-hmm. because they're sort of like a fish out of water where it's like, I thought you're like a doctor, like do you do doctory things? Right. And it's, there's always like little subcategories. And for me, that's engineering. I, I can never really like tell because there's mechanical, electrical, chemical, civil, like all the different stuff. Um, so you said that you were a mechanical engineer? I, by training. By yes. training. Um, okay. Yeah, that's what my undergrad is in. Um, yeah. So how did, how did you come to that conclusion when you were in college? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I wanted, uh, I went into college wanting to uh, be a creative writing major of all things, you know? And oh, like wow. I said, I changed my major uh, uh, a million times. Um, I think ultimately, um, there's a couple like considerations. Um, one, you know, sort of a sense of like a, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not all about the money, but um, uh, at the time I was like, oh, you know, I might, you know, be in a situation where I might need to like financially help support my family a little bit. So engineering is really like one of the fastest ways that like, you know, four years out the door, you get like a good paying job. Um, And uh, that, you know, that's that's security. Um, I also at the time really believed in the promise of technology to um, solve a lot of the world's problems. Um, I'm a little uh, uh, more ambivalent about that now after having worked in the field and having sort of experienced that sort of... um, philosophical uh, approach to um, to what we need to do to make the world a better place. But uh, I really believed in that, so I sort of thought that, oh, I can help people through technology. And um, I sort of felt that mechanical engineering gave me the broadest, s- sort of like broadest engineering ed- education. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you take like a little bit of electrical engineering, you take a little bit of physics, you take a little bit of chemistry. Um, and I kind of liked having that general um, sort of a, like a quantitative sciences, uh, physical right. sciences education to, you know, just be able to like look outside and, you know, see a bird flapping its wings and kind of like have some sort of idea of like, okay, these are like the physics involved and, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, be able to kind of like appreciate the world in that way. Sure. I, um, you reminded me of a, a question that a professor of mine asked me when I was an undergrad. Uh, I remember I took a, uh, like a, it was basically like a human physiology course and our professor was this um, former uh, faculty member at, at UCSF nice. Med. 
And I remember because our class was basically like 300 pre-meds and everybody's just, you know, like high strung. And, right, right. You know, like, how do I get into medical school? And he asked, um, he was like, there is a question that I ask all of the applicants. And my question is, why do we have pre-med students take physics? And I remember a lot of people had different answers and there was a lot of, you know, like whispering about mm-hmm. in the lecture hall. And I feel like. I don't know if, if you can appreciate this. I feel like you might have a, a similar view, but I like the easy answer is like, yeah, there's, you know, physics involved in, in human physiology, you know, with the respiratory mm-hmm. system, there's electronic uh, connections when it comes to, you know, the neural network, like all that stuff mm-hmm. makes sense. But one thing that I really appreciated about physics, and I appreciated very little about physics in college, um, but I really enjoyed having to take like a problem that seems simple but it ends up being more complex but it requires you to really break down everything that you know and say all right I know this what do I need to know what else do I need to know along the way to figure out this solution and it kind of I I appreciated the the stepwise problem solving Um, so I'm curious if that sort of carries over to to engineering or if you share any similar thoughts uh no I'll, I'll go ahead and say you know i categorically agree with what you said you know so um, thank you <laughs> yeah there you go i'm validated um, uh no i i think that physics um in general uh i think is is very useful i think for just pulling some some ideas out of uh thin air here one is it does help you appreciate the complexity of seemingly very simple systems right you might be solving a problem um and uh maybe you know the the that your professor, right, like said, like assume like friction is negligible or assume like no no wind right. resistance. Uh, and you're like, okay, like this is pretty easy. And then, you know, the next page has like, okay, now factor this in. Right. And you sort of learn that, you know, the the as soon as you start, you know, it, it's not like a, a, a linear increase in complexity. Um, the more moving parts, you really have this like exponential growth. Um, so that's, that's one thing to just have an appreciation of it. But I also think that physics and you know a lot of engineering classes as well um, really emphasize uh, taking a system and modeling it uh, quanti- quantitatively um, and sort of like trying to again like what is the the simplest model that you can reduce this to that's still workable and then be able to play around with it in terms of like if you add this input what kind of like output or or what effect does that have mm-hmm. um, which is I think very relatable to um, yeah, a, a lot of uh, stuff, even even whether it's it's in the field of medicine or not. Um, so I, I personally think that like if you can manage to take a physics or, or an engineering course um, in undergrad, or even if you've graduated, just take like an online course. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's it's it'll it'll help you see the world in a different way. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like taking a like a humanities course Absolutely. when you're in STEM. I feel like just try and get as much exposure to to different stuff as you yeah. can. Um, but without trying to veer off too much, um, tell me a little bit more about your engineering career. Because I remember you, I don't know if you had said on the podcast already, but uh, before we had started this, you had said that you were an engineer for six years in total. Right. Um, what uh, What was sort of your, your day-to-day responsibilities that, that you were, let me just re, let me rephrase yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, during your six years of being an engineer, what was like your typical day-to-day responsibility? Sure. So my job title changed a total of three times, um, and each time was sort of a 
very organic change in the sense of, you know, my day to day didn't really change. It was like, okay, like I think it's probably time for a new job title. Um, I guess that I'm, what I am meaning to say there is like my day to day was simultaneously like very similar. Like I, you know, go into the office, you know, at whatever time I went into the office um, and uh, I left whenever I left, uh, sit behind a computer most of the time, um, sometimes chat with a coworker, uh, sometimes go into a meeting. Um, as far as, you know, my like, physical navigation of, of you know the workspace which I think is like important for a day-to-day also um, or to understand it. it was I think like pretty like conventional like corporate um, you know uh, desk job type stuff sure um, I guess like did you want to know more about like what I did in terms of like response like yeah I was just curious yeah. like how how did you uh, apply your engineering training in college to your, uh, okay. your actual job got it so um, like I mentioned, I started designing uh, residential solar and battery systems. So uh, having a little bit of foundation in electrical engineering and then also mechanical engineering to do like structural analyses of like roofs and like different mounting systems, uh, you know, doing like the whole like drafting process to put mm-hmm. these plans and communicate, you know, an abstract idea of like what a system is going to look like uh, onto paper so that other people can read it and uh, install it and, you know, get it to pass like a permitting, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- the mechanical engineering um, education that I got lent itself pretty well to that. Um, but like again, like I said, I had a really good research experience at UVM. It was in like biomaterials engineering, nothing to do with solar, but just the experience of, of researching and being able to think critically and sort of going through like the scientific method um, was really useful when we started having these like uh, quality improvement initiatives where uh, we'd look at like a design which for instance like failed a permitting process and mm-hmm. we would go through the whole system uh, the whole system of like um what led to this design failing not only in terms of like what about the design is wrong but also like what steps in our design process you know failed to get to this point um and kind of approaching that as like a research question um i was good at that um so uh that actually like opened up a lot of doors to kind of move from the design team uh, into a software role. I came with like a pretty big pay bump, um, which was which was nice because, you know, uh, Bay Area is uh, an expensive place to live. I've, I've um, heard. Uh, and then that kind of like, you know, kept going uh, at, through the, the quality uh, assurance role where a lot of that was kind of applying um, that like critical thinking and research. I looked at basically everything as like a research question, you know, like what sure. hypotheses can we develop here? Um, really digging into like what fundamental um, things, you know, might have went awry or what's going well, what's going poorly. Um, then it's not necessarily something which is like emphasized much in engineering education, sadly, but just being able to like work with people and, and have conversations, uh, you know, was helpful. Right. Right. Um, well this kind of, uh, you brought up some points that, that was going to be one of my other questions, but I'll, I'll go ahead and ask you now, but you've been working as an engineer and then you were telling me before how uh, your EMT experience sort of pulled you into the direction of pursuing medicine. Um, what what was your what was that like for you? What was it like applying to medical school after sort of establishing yourself as an engineer? Um, you know what what other classes did you have to take? Were there any particular obstacles that you hit along the way? Sure. Um... I mean, it's hard, I think, changing careers. Um, Luckily, I didn't have to take too many more classes. Like I said, mechanical engineering gives you a pretty broad, um, you know, like science space. Uh, I only had to take uh, 
uh, you know, two semesters of bio. So I took that at um, UC Berkeley Extension, uh, which was like conveniently like not, not too far from where I lived. Um, I didn't have to take Orgo because for some reason I decided to take Orgo over the summer in college for no, I, I don't ask me, you know, um, uh, but, um, uh, so the, the school wasn't, you know, the, the extra schooling wasn't super tough. Um, it was sometimes tricky to, you know, get out of work, uh, on time, you know, Bay area commutes can be like pretty, pretty tough. So to get from the office to, uh, to the classroom, uh, you know, sometimes I'm late or I miss something. Well, let me um, like back up one step. So around that time, that's also when Solar City got acquired by Tesla. Um, okay. So that was a um, pretty big shakeup um, in terms of the office culture. Um, it's a lot of people got fired, laid off, you know. Um, so there's a lot of changes going on. Um, sort of like a lot of like work pressures kind of got ramped up. There were a lot of new expectations. Um, you know, people started working much longer hours and I found it like pretty hard to juggle my professional responsibilities with my, you know, dreams of, you know, uh, jumping ship and, you know, starting a, a, a new career. Um, how did I manage that? Um, you know, I, I tried to like prioritize the best I could, you know, have have boundaries and honestly like at a certain point just kind of like bite the bullet and accept that like, hey, you know, if if I get fired because I can't, you know, stay like late, like, you know, super late, you know, all of these nights, then I guess so be it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh is is tough and I understand that like not everyone, you know, can can do that because maybe people have like families to to support. So I don't really know what advice I can I can give there except for maybe that like it's okay to prolong the process like I thought mm-hmm. you know when I finally had like that light bulb aha moment that like okay I want to do medicine I put together a spreadsheet I had like okay these are the courses I'm going to take this is like the volunteering I'm going to do this is shadowing I'm going to do I'm going to be able to apply in like one year you know mm-hmm. it took me like three years to get to that point then like an extra fourth to go through the application cycle um and definitely felt, you know, at one point just super burnt out. You know, I'm working like 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week, like for like pretty consistently trying to also, you know, then take classes and try to do volunteering at the same time and um, driving like, you know, an hour in traffic each way. I'm just like so depressed and burnt out. And I kind of decided to like be charitable to myself and be like, you know what, it's okay, you can take another year. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if you are, yeah, it, it's, it's a process um, and, and be kind to yourself and let yourself take the time that you need. Sure. Um, so that's, that's advice that I would give there. Um, uh, another thing was at one point I was trying to juggle both, you know, progressing through like the corporate ladder, you know, because um, uh, I'd gotten like one promotion. I was trying to like move to um, from a quality assurance role into a software engineering role. Um, so I'm also at the same time, like trying to like practice my programming, you know, at home, like not sleeping at oh, all, gee, you know, that is, that sounds rough. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, no, it, it, um, it sucked. Uh, and, um, at one point I, uh, had like a, you know, like schedule to just check in with my boss. Um, and he knew that I was like, he didn't know that I was trying to go to go into medicine. Um, I was trying to keep that a secret, but, uh, he knew that I was trying to, move towards uh, software engineering. And I kind of told him, hey, like, hey, you know, um, I've got some personal stuff going on. Um, you know, I know I told you that, you know, I'm, I'm working on this and that you should expect, like, you know, me to be progressing towards that new role. Um, and I, I just got to take a break. And he was he was cool about that. Um, 
fortunately, um, I ended up getting moving into a software role just kind of like organically, um, mm-hmm. uh, just because like the nature of how the quality assurance job uh, evolved. Um, so I ended up doing that for two years, I think. So it was basically like one year solar uh, battery system design, like three years uh, quality assurance engineering, and then two years software engineering. Um, I mentioned that that was at Tesla. I will go on the record and say I'm, I'm aware of the many controversies surrounding uh, the company and its leadership, uh, and I'm very sympathetic to that. Um, not necessarily uh, the biggest fan of um, uh, of, uh, of Elon Musk's leadership. Um, uh, I, th- I think that there's a lot of really good people, hardworking people, talented people working at that company, um, and uh, I wish that they were, you know, uh, free to kind of uh, u- use their uh, talents to. Um, do the right thing, um, yeah. which I guess they, they can't always do. Well, I, I appreciate you uh, sort of taking the time to, you know, talk about all of that and, and, you know, being honest. I'm sure that that wasn't very easy. Um, but uh, what I'll do is we could move forward. Sure. Uh, so fast forward, you, uh, how many times did you end up applying to medical school? Uh, just once. You Okay, so you yeah. applied once. Um, so fast forward. You got to UVM. What was it like for you starting your medical career? Was there, um, you have a very rich background in engineering um, and sort of changing your your repertoire of skills uh, along the way because you said that you kind of started software engineering as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. From all of your time working as an engineer, was there anything from your prior experience that has sort of helped you along your medical journey up till now? Sure. Um uh, I mean, honestly, just like having Tesla on my resume, probably like the biggest thing. Um, it's uh, it looks good, you know. Uh, I've, that has opened doors in itself. So you know, to anyone who's kind of like debating or like weighing the merits of like playing the game of like putting something nice on your, on your resume, it you know that can yield rewards. Um, I don't think that like my software skills or you know my design skills necessarily like translate a whole great deal um i think that the uh thing that helped me the most was um it's a very fast work work, like fast-paced work environment um Mm -hmm. a lot faster than academia a lot faster than like most like medical like workplaces um so uh sort of bringing able to like bring in that energy um the uh you know dealing with like the challenges of like having to like manage uh up or you know having to you know having some leadership experience in terms of like having employees um or interns um or whoever that you're responsible for um is uh is helpful but again i keep coming back to that like really good research experience i had at uvm that you know really helped open up my um uh, abilities to like think critically and, and frame things in terms of um, uh, like asking the right questions and, and having a methodical way, a methodical process to, to get answers. Um, that's 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 been huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would imagine that you know if you if you looked at yourself when you were you know a senior in college compared to when you had basically wrapped up your engineering career, I would imagine that your that a lot of what you were doing sort of helped you with 
you know, like people skills, like just forming strong interpersonal relationships in the office, um, time management, because it sounded like oh, I'm very bad at that. Um, really? Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm guilty of, of being a little. Uh, there, there's room for improvement. Well, I mean, that's like I, I think what I said is like that's not to uh, when I was like, oh, I'm working these many hours and I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. That's not that is for anyone listening. That's not an good example of time management. That is uh, someone who uh, overextends himself, doesn't know how to prioritize. Um, you know, ends up just like uh, struggling to juggle everything, uh, sacrifices their personal wellness. You know, just uh, like buyer beware, like big disclaimer that, you know, um, uh, balance is probably the right way to go. I'm just like not good at that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I definitely could could be a little bit better at that. Um, so, all right. So the, the next question that I have for you is... Um, are there any particular challenges that that were surprising to you um, when starting medical school? Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, there's there's a few. Um, uh, first of all, um, it's 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 sometimes hard to know like what you need to do to succeed. Um, I know like everyone says like oh like you know this is the way people study for step one or like use Anki or or whatever but a lot of the advice that I got was um, you know everyone has their own path you know you figure out what works for you um, and that's true um, I also kind of wish that someone had just like day one like like grabbed me by the collar and like shaken me and just like do Anki you know like be consistent with it um, you know just pick one thing and stick with it um, that, you know, I, I think I got lost in that whole, like trying to figure out what works for me um, process. Um, Cause there's a lot of resources out there, which is good, but there's also a lot of resources out there, which is bad. And um, it's sometimes hard to know like what to, how to, how to navigate that. So I do think that, you know, cracking the code of, you know, how to learn all of this stuff or how to be a good student um, wasn't super obvious to me at the beginning. Um, I think that might have been a challenge also just coming, like I said, I only took two courses, right? I only took course, two courses in six years um, mm -hmm. leading up to that. And I didn't really have like, I call it homework brain, you know, where sure. <laughs> um, like sometimes you, you, you're um, like when I was in school, like I, I felt that my, my brain was just very good. I was uh, very adept at kind of like understanding like the rigmarole of like, you know, um, working through textbooks and uh, sitting down and uh, like doing my homework as I'm the way I'm supposed to. Sure. And, um, uh, yeah, just taking time. I mean, be aware that like the more time you take off from school and have a real world experience, that's amazing. You bring a lot of, of amazing experiences with you back to school. Um, but you've been away from school, you know, like just be aware of that. And it took me a little bit um, of time to to sort of like find my um, my rhythm when it came to, to studying and, and being a good student. And I guess the last thing, which I, I'm saving, um, I saved for last just because, you know, it's uh, uh, it, it can be clicky, you know. Um, I'm probably most people listening to this podcast might know that. Um, that's It's not necessarily in a bad way, but um, yeah, it can be like, I got very lucky that I found like a, a good, like that I found my people. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that, that I was very lucky. Um, and if you are, you know, starting medical school and maybe you aren't necessarily connecting with anyone, um, you know, just don't worry. It's okay. Um, like you'll, you'll, you'll find people. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's something which like might happen. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the, 
the social aspect of medical school is probably a, the biggest surprise for me. I, I'm pretty thankful and, and lucky that I had a, a really positive experience where I, I feel like I almost immediately met people that had shared interests and you know similar personalities and we, we gelled well. And I, I, I don't think I would have been able to get to where I am today with, without like yeah. having that sort of social support. Um, but I remember when I was first starting medical school, I was like, oh, this is like, you know, super grad school. Like everybody's already sort of made their friends. You know, some people are, you know, engaged or married and have kids. Like they're not here to, right. you know, socialize. And I feel like when when everybody's just struggling with the same exact task, um, I don't know. I feel like everybody just sort of, you know, commiserates. Absolutely. In a way. Misery loves company. Um, you know, yeah. shared suffering is a, is a great way to bond. Um, you know, sometimes I'm like, I don't think we get hazed here, but you know, it's, um, uh, yeah, you know, like it's, it's tough. It can be tough and that will bring you together. Um, you know, in, when I, in what, in what way, what, what is the hazing like from other students or like, oh, just no, like, like the, just, the curriculum no, med, med school's hard, man. Like, yeah. like, um, it's, uh, I, I mean, at least it is for me. I can only speak for myself, but like, I think med school's hard. Med school is um, definitely hard. Yeah. For so, those listening, medical school is in fact hard. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, so um, yeah, that's that's tough and when you are like going through that with a lot of people. I guess that's one thing which is like you you're all going through the same thing, you know. Uh, and, and in a way, like your classmates are the only people who like really get it. Um, and yeah, I think that's true of like all like other kind of examples of people who go through like shared hardship, right? Um, but that is um, yeah, like the, the very specific you know things that you might be dealing with. Um, they're dealing with too, you know, and, and right. you end up talking about it and um, like validating each other through that and supporting each other. And um, yeah, it's uh, I, when I when I was starting to go through to medical school, you know, I, I same thing as you. I was telling myself, like, uh, um, I'm here for a long time, not a good time, because um, uh, I was like, I'm here to like become a good physician. You know, I'm not here to make I, I want to make friends. Don't get me wrong. But, like, that's, I'm not trying to socialize. You know, I'm not trying to. It, it's just gonna happen just because you're spending so much time with your classmates you get to know each other um, you start like developing inside jokes um, no it, it is it is very interesting because I, I definitely didn't anticipate the the strong bonds that I sort of created with with my fellow sure. classmates um, I'm curious if it, I think covid didn't really affect you as much right because you guys were you guys started off in person, right? Oh yeah, I um at first I misunderstood your question. Um, it did affect me as an applicant, um, but no, I, I don't think it affected us as a um, me as like an M one. Um, yeah, like we when we were doing doctoring skills, like uh, we couldn't do some of the um, like ENT exams because uh, you know everyone's masked up and you're not supposed right. to be like poking around people's noses and ears and, and, and mouths and stuff. But um, no, I don't, I don't think COVID had a had a really big impact on my first year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for, for me, I sort of had a different experience just because it could only because we were talking about the, the social aspect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm the class of 2024. So those who are listening that are also in the class of 2024 probably remember that their first semester was probably remote, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is a very bizarre thing to do. Because like when I started college, that wasn't the case for me. It was like everybody's talking to each other and, you know, hanging out as much as possible and meeting people in class. And we started mostly 
we, we had a hybrid system where um, we would have to like show up in masks for half of the week and then the other half of the week we would be on Zoom. And I, I think for the first two years, I, I didn't know a significant portion of my class very well. Um, some people that I had never met in person mm -hmm. until clerkship started, which was a very bizarre thing. Yeah, Because yeah. the people above me, like even though they had, like they dealt with COVID as well and they had their own trials and tribulations, they knew each other and had a bond already. So it's, I, I thought it was sort of interesting to see you guys and, um, you know, you guys were pretty close and, and, and knew each other pretty well. Like, I, I don't know if you could say that, like, you know, I, I imagine you probably had crossed paths with, with most of the students by the time you finished, like, your first semester. Yeah. I, well, I, with a couple of that, like, there's probably, there have been times I'm like, wait, who is this person? But, I mean, that's, like, the exceptions to the rule. Like, yeah. I felt that, you know, by the end of orientation, like, I had at least, like, you know, um, you know, uh, introduced myself and shook hands with, like, everyone. Um, right. Or nearly everyone. Right. Um, so... Uh, my next question for you is what are things that you really enjoy about being in medical school? So I, I'm interested in your perspective because you're about to start working on your clerkship and you're going to be in the hospital working with patients. But most of your experience has been, you know, homework brain, as you right. eloquently said before. So um, what sort of things are you in appreciating about it? Sure. Can I say what I don't appreciate about it first? Or? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, because again, this is like a podcast for non-trad students, right? Yeah. Um, or for everyone, but you know, um, about that. And uh, I think that for me, you know, I was like not feeling super fulfilled in, in my job. Uh, I want to go to medical school to become a physician to kind of, you know, I uh, have something more fulfilling to answer a calling. Uh, I've been volunteering and I'm working with patients this whole time. And I'm actually like doing stuff, even in my job at work, which I'm not like super thrilled about, but I'm actually like solving real problems and you know having some kind of impact. And then to go from that to like homework, it does feel like taking one step forward, two steps back a little bit. The payoff is worth it, right? Like, you know, clerkships, you're part of the team. Um, like I can only imagine like how like uh, gratifying and exciting that is um, because I'm on day one of my clerkships and it's just orientation, I haven't done it yet. Mm -hmm. but. Um, so that was a challenge, but to end it on a more positive note, right, as to what I enjoy about being a medical student, at least here at um, UVM or the Larner College of Medicine, uh, I do think that we're blessed with a really good faculty that um, is, for the most part, passionate about teaching and um, uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's really amazing to sort of like see them, uh, you know, come in from the hospital like I can look out that window and sort of see them walking like from their clinical shift over here uh, to, to teach us and they're bringing a wealth of experience they're pretty like pumped and excited about that um, so that's something which which I enjoy is the, the quality of the instruction um, there's a lot of opportunity that can also be like sometimes challenging in terms of navigating that but um, the one reason that I um, uh, uh, well, I can go to like you know why I chose UVM later, but um, it's it's there's a lot of opportunities. Like it's super easy to get involved with research. That's actually something which like once you have an MD or like not even an MD, but once you say you're a medical student, it's kind of a superpower in terms of like oh, yeah. getting research. Um, you can email basically anyone, just say like, hey, I'm a medical student, you know, and I'm interested in working with you, and like you, it, it's um, it, it's very easy to um, it. Oh, it opens a lot of doors, you know, um, and it's obviously, you know, 
you're not an MD yet, but um, uh, it's there's a lot of opportunities. Um, you know, there's a lot of like cool clubs here um, that that do cool things. Um, there's uh, um, I didn't do this personally, but you know, I know a lot of people who did like a global health rotation. So they mm-hmm. went to um, uh, uh, Uganda um, and worked in hospitals there, and you yeah. know, they came back with like amazing experiences and. Um, that's uh, that's all stuff which is super accessible. I, I, I actually, um, I don't know if I'm rambling a little bit, but I had a oh, super cool experience um, as part of the, some of the research that I'm doing. Um, I got to uh, do uh, like survivable surgeries on pigs, um, doing like animal research on a new kind of surgical sealant. Oh, wow. Um, it's actually research which I was part of. Um, I helped start as an undergrad, which I'm super excited to sort of like, I worked on that and then left for six years and I'm back on the same project. It's really nice to sort of uh, go full circle that way. Um, and yeah, you know, I got to intubate and, you know, do like survivable surgeries on on pigs, which like, yeah, it's, it's not a human patient. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's but pretty close, though. Uh, yes and no. You know, the stakes are like a lot lower, but um you know, that's an experience which like most medical students um, might not get and even a lot of residents, you know, don't get. Um, but if you are looking for experiences and uh, like that, like they are available. Like there's so much that, uh, you know, you, 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 that you can do as a medical student. So it, it's interesting that you brought that up because as you were talking, um, you know, you were talking about the you know, taking one step forward, two steps back, and and kind of airing your frustrations about the the preclinical experience. Because for me, it was also sort of frustrating because right. I I did a couple of years doing like clinical research, mm-hmm. which you know was like a little bit of you know learning more about the topic that I was researching and also working. And I really enjoyed working. Um, and I was frustrated because I was like I thought I was done with the whole um, you know being in the library sure. for. Yeah hours on end and I knew that it was going to happen going into medical school but so there's a part of it that doesn't really um, hit until you actually are doing it and you're yeah. like all right this is this is a lot of library time um, yeah. but I'm I, I would love to talk to you in three months because I feel like as you're starting your your clinical rotations you're going to have a much richer and um I think a higher net positive of um, your experience. Oh, I'm I'm sure. Like I've been waiting for this for like you know two years. Yeah. Uh, like it's here. You know I'm. Uh, this is the the big payoff of sort of like the preclinicals, right? Right. So, um, yeah, happy to to come back and, and tell you all about how psych and surgery and family medicine are going. And um, one thing I just want to say it for the record because I wanted I, I'm like ninety percent sure this is going to happen. Um, I remember. Well, I'll I'll start by asking you. Do you do you know what you want to go into? Um, I, I've I've always said emergency medicine. Um, yeah. That choice that like saying that doesn't mean anything until you know uh, you know you you get I, I got into medical school, but then all of a sudden I had to be like, oh wait, like you know now every day that goes forward is like one day closer to match day, and the the gravity of, of that choice is 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 more real, and, and uh, I've been careful to, to consider things carefully and there's things which I like about EM and I think it would be a good fit. There's things which I'm a little hesitant about. Um, and there's a lot of things which I like, which is actually a good thing about EMs, very, very diverse field. Um, but yeah, to long story short, yeah. Right. Cause you, I remember that you really enjoyed the, the wilderness medicine aspect that yeah, you yeah. had at UVM. You worked as an EMT. I'm just 
saying right now I'm putting my money on it, you're going to be a surgeon. Uh, I, yeah, well, I, look, I, I told – okay. Um, I, I'm not, like, you know, telling you, like, you have to. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, just speaking with you and talking about your interests um, and sort of the way that you look at things and, and your prior engineering experience. I could – all right, let me rephrase mm-hmm. it this way. I could see you considering surgery very – very consistently sure. throughout the next year. Well, if um, if there are any surgeons listening to this podcast, um, if you can help me figure out a way to be a surgeon and only work forty hours a week, uh, yeah, uh, hit me up. Um, <laughs> it's like, look, I um, I'm not afraid of hard work, um, but uh, like lifestyle is like a factor. Like, I, I want to start a family someday. Um, I want to be an involved parent. I'm not saying that surgeons are uninvolved parents or anything, um, but I think I might struggle with that. You know, especially mm-hmm. as like being someone who's a little bit older. Um, something which like non-trads sometimes have to consider is that like, you know, you're getting into it a little bit later. So um, the there's financial questions involved, and you know, having like fewer um, years working as a physician. Um, you know, maybe you're starting like school when you have a uh, have young kids or planning to have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but thanks. That's that's very very kind uh, kind compliment of you, and and, and I am not ruling surgery out. Yeah, not yeah. at all. No, it takes it takes a very um, strong and analytical person to be a surgeon, and I feel like there's some aspects that I feel are geared towards you in in that respect. But again, well, maybe I'll just I'll we'll we'll, we'll sync do, up after my surgery yeah, rotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know, and then I'll I'll post it on on social media. I'll be like. Alex loves called surgery. It. Yeah, I called it. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Um, all right. Well, anyway, uh, a couple more questions for you sure, before we yeah. wrap up. And we, we sort of grazed on this before. Overall, how many how many years did you end up taking um, between graduating from college and a matriculating medical school? Six years. A little over six years. Six years. So I have a two-part question sure. for you. Um, looking back at your six years as uh, you know, certified engineer, um, a very rich career from from what I heard. What are things that you would have changed, and what are things that you're thankful to have experienced? Mm, that's a good question. Um, what would I have changed? Oh man. Um, I, uh, I I honestly don't know. Um, I think um, I, I I I don't know if I would have been an engineer again or not. Um, I, I, like again, I, I might have. That's sort of the hard thing. Where, like I think that you know the experience that I'm bringing with me is is super valuable, and I found it helpful. Um, but part of me is like, you know, like, why, why even bother doing this whole engineering business, you know, if I'm going to go into medicine anyway, like, I might as well, you know, do something else. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I guess I'm trying to say that to, like, like uh, counsel or, or reassure people who um, are non-trads and are maybe, like, down on themselves. They're like, oh, dang, like, why didn't I? I, I could have done this instead. It's like, no, it's like, don't, don't think about it that way. Um, and then to... Um, people who uh, haven't yet like embarked on a career and I'm s- are still planning, uh, you know, what their their medical journey is going to look like. Um, 
I, I think just like choose something that you enjoy doing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think that's probably like the, the advice, like do something that you want to do. Um, like I wanted to be an engineer. Oh, well, it didn't really quite work out. Not what I like, you know, what was right for me in the end, but um, like I pursued it like out of honest, you know, genuine interest. And um, yeah, I, I think that people should just uh, do that. Like if you want to, um, you know, do uh, uh, clinical research, like do that. You know, if you want to, um, take a, a couple of years off, you know, maybe go to paramedic school, um, like work as a, as a medic for a little bit. Um, if you want to, to be a teacher, if you want to be an artist, if you are training for the Olympics, you know, like, you know, just, just, just go ahead and do your thing. Um, medical school's not going anywhere. There's a huge, like diverse amount of people here with all kinds of backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so you know, if there was anything that I would do differently, it'd probably just be out of personal interest and, you know, right. uh, what experiences I might want to have um, that I haven't yet had. Yeah. Well, I, I guess if you don't mind me just asking, you know, frankly, do you do you regret your career as an engineer or do you think it just wasn't, there just was a slightly better option for you? I don't regret it. I think for all of the reasons that I mentioned, um, the engineering education that I had was... Uh, was really valuable. Um, mm. uh, I think even if I didn't work as an engineer, I wouldn't regret studying it necessarily. Um, and uh, yeah, like again, it was uh, good to feel a little more financially secure to you know help my family if they fell in hard times. Um, uh, I, I learned a lot, um, and I was actually like never really good at like math or science in, in high school. Um, uh, so um, yeah, got to work on like a lot of my weaknesses and, and, and shore those up. So um, I mean, there's so much else. Like I, I'm interested in, in uh, like I mentioned, I, I, at first I wanted to be a creative writer, or a creative writing major. Um, so part of me is like, oh, like you know, if I had the time, maybe I'd go back and do that. But mm-hmm. you know, you can't. You know, there's compromises in life. You can't right. do everything at the same time. So um, no, I, I wouldn't. I don't regret it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and I guess I'll, I'll just kind of leave the, the floor for you in regards to any advice that you would want to give, um, because you, you shared a lot of really important insight and, um, you know, just generally, you know, the, the topics that we sort of discussed throughout the interview have um, have been very interesting because I, I feel like there there are some I feel like there is some cognitive dis, uh, dissonance that you've experienced throughout the, the past few years. Um, and uh you know, there's there's a lot of pros, a lot of cons from doing engineering, switching to medical school, being in medical school. It's not easy. Are there any other pieces of advice that you would want to give somebody who is either, um, you know, thinking about changing a career in general, or just thinking about applying to medical school? Yeah, I mean, great question about changing a career. Um. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, there's a lot that goes into uh, being confident that you're making the right choice. Um, uh, I will say, that I guess, like sometimes um, you might not necessarily, like, even if you, sometimes you just need a change, you know? Um, so, taking any, if you're unsatisfied with what you're doing and you feel like uh, you want something different or you want something more, um, uh, you know, just start taking steps, right? Like I, the first thing I did was like, hey, let me start volunteering as an EMT because I really enjoyed that. Um, and that sort of snowballed. So um, there's no need to, you know, 
just all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, jump in with with both feet into something, um, you can start transitioning your career flexibly. Um, you can start small, you know, start volunteering, take a class. Um, you don't have to do it all at once. Um, and then for people, you asked uh, about um, people changing careers and also people wondering about medicine or what was yeah, that I, I think you have an, an interesting perspective because your, your experience was both, um, I feel like you reflected a lot on just like just choosing between different careers. Mm-hmm. You know, you switched your majors, um, you switched, you know, subtype of engineer. So I, I feel like you have a good, um, you have a lot of experience in just changing careers. And I feel like if, if there was any particular advice that you could give for somebody who's just trying to choose something to do, I feel like you, you, you might have some insight as to how to start doing that. And I, sure. I think you kind of touched on that where you sort of like dip your toes in it and, and sort of uh, gradually increase your exposure to see if, if this is something that that's right for you. Sure. Um, and then the, the other thing that I had asked was, you know, you've, you've gone through the ringer of just switching a career into medical school. So if there's any, um, if there's any other pieces of, of info that you want to pass on to those in your position, gotcha. the, the floor is yours. Okay. Um, I'll start out with like the more important things first, which I think are like the kind of having the flexibility to adapt through career changes. Um, uh, so, uh, I think it's important to keep as many doors open as possible. Um, you don't, want to like close off options to you and no door is like truly closed but for instance again that's one of the reasons why i chose to study mechanical engineering is because it's a very general engineering degree and i could kind of like take it this way take it that way um i'm not saying it's a better degree choice than others you, you can other uh, a lot of times i'm like dang i i really wish i did electrical engineering because that stuff is like just black magic the dark arts um it's super cool you can do a lot of cool things with it and I, i'm honestly not like super good with like electronics um uh, but having the back of your mind that like you want something which uh, you can kind of like parlay or that you can add value into a lot of different situations. Um, so that's one thing. Um, people skills is another. I'm not saying I'm like Mr. Charisma or anything, but um, <laughs> being able to have a conversation um, and be able to like work with different kinds of people because um, you're going to have uh, the manager who is super hands-off and you have to be super independent and uh uh like take your own initiative uh, and if you don't right you might get like uh you might not get recognized for that you, you know you, you not not that you'll get punished but you might not get rewarded for sort of waiting for for an order or sometimes you might need to know like when to take a step back and like listen to someone and sometimes you might need to know you know how do you uh how do you confront someone uh you know in a position of authority um, in a way which, you know, uh, is not necessarily undermining their authority, but, you know, in a way where you can respect them, uh, you know, just like, like, um, uh, you know, um, uh, soothe tensions, right? Like, uh, like, uh, make the big red angry dragon, like relax, you know, and, and be able to have a conversation with them. Um, uh, meet all kinds of different people. Um, like I had experiences which I think are super valuable where um, uh, like I was really, I was, um, uh, when I first moved to, to California, I lived in Oakland and I lived there the whole time. I moved into this like 
really run-down building where it was the terrible landlady uh like everything was broken and i got like really good friends with my neighbors and we all had like different walks of life and we actually ended up putting together a class action lawsuit against her because um of the, the conditions of uh of the building there um and that was a really interesting experience to kind of go through the whole um you know uh legal process and um get a little more involved in tenants rights um and you know I wouldn't have had those like interesting experiences had I not just like you know had conversations with my neighbors down the hall you know sure. um, <laughs> um, uh, when I started volunteering you know like I started volunteering at an organization that I learned through um, a classmate of mine when I was taking some supreme ed classes um, uh, yeah I mean just just try to be a good person don't be yeah o- open yourself up to new experiences um, yeah, just, just I, I think like if you want to be good at being flexible in your careers, just try to be a flexible person. I love it. Um, all right, Alex, we, we did it. We uh, we got through the whole interview. Yeah. Um, again, I'll just I'll give you the floor if you have any last comments that you want to make. If there's anybody that you uh, want to shout out, any special thanks, um, you know, uh, share your social media. What are you working on? And this, the, you could do whatever you want to right. uh, promote yourself or your or All people right. that I'm, you love. Uh, I'm working on a, on a on a social media thing. Maybe it's not quite ready, um, so I'll I'll hold on off on that for now. Um, but I do have to give you know huge shout outs. I mean, first and foremost, you know, like my mom, my family, um, you know, teachers who and, and mentors who were who've been encouraging. Uh, and have have given me opportunities and, and taken chances on me. Um, thank you. Um, like it's it's uh, I'm grateful for to, to other people uh, for kind of helping me have uh, have meaningful experiences and, and shaping my my growth and development. And you know I just want to give back and mentor and, and nurture and, and coach myself. You know and other people. So. All right, Alex. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, man. Of course. It was thanks a pleasure sure. talking to you. Um, but that's, that's a wrap, and uh, everybody else, we'll, we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.